0: The following is a Galactic Network podcast. For more, go to GNCast.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S Hello, and welcome to Who Knew and Review, a podcast from the Galactic Network. So, we're going to go straight into a review. I'll give you the synopsis. I'll tell you... The good bits, the bad bits if there are any, the most universal bit, a little rambling as along the way maybe, and um, who knows, I, uh, I might even give it a rating out of TARDISes, a maximum of five are on offer. Okay, are we ready? A huge spaceship trapped in the gravity well of a black hole teeming with impossible life forms harbours one of the Doctor's most feared enemies Mondassian Cybermen Now, if you're not familiar with the Cybermen in the history of the Cybermen then um, please do ask and I can post various links on the social medias which details them You see, there are two kinds of Cybermen uh, These are the early ones These are the ones you really want to be afraid of the good bits in this episode, well, look. When the episode started, we'll, and we'll do the bad bits first, okay? The, Missy coming out of the TARDIS and messing about and telling everyone that she's Doctor Who. Um, it was an annoying joke by Stephen Moffat, but I like where it led. Because where it led to, and this is the good bit now, is the slow, creeping realisation of what is actually happening. The bold step to, well, shoot a giant hole in the Doctor's companion. And the Master's reveal. John Simms' Master is it's all kinds of bread and butter it's a it's a chip butty it's the finest cake it is champagne it is cognac it is absolutely everything delicious and lovely that you want so what's the most universal bit well the most universal bit i think is a little nod nod a little throwback a little um, suggestion on design and that is the Cyberman at the end and the tear I thought that was quite a nice touch and quite heartbreaking to watch one thing I have noticed about Cyberman and this is a side and I should probably do this at the end is it seems that um, when you go through the process you get a bit taller so I'm, you know, five foot ten, and I'm thinking, well, I've always wanted to be sort of six foot, six foot two. Maybe I should go through the process. Do you think Dave would let a Cyberman do the Doctor Who? Plot? Actually, Dave would love it, yeah. Okay, Dave, I'm going to put myself in for the cyber, Cyberman process, and uh, as quickly as I can, I'm going to become hybrid Daryl. I hope that's okay. Anyway, the world enough and time. I personally would have liked to have watched the world enough in time in a sort of bubble where the surprises were kept under lock and key because I can't help feeling that by revealing the presence of the Cybermen and John Simms return as the Master in advance the, the episode was sold short, it was undercut. Now, I know the BBC might argue that the majority of fans probably don't give two hoots. But but we're not talking about ordinary fans, we're talking about me. Uh, I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I would have loved it to, if they would have kept that secret. But, why not? You see, the episode itself was beautifully built, built up ...and it built up the layers of reveals... ...and to watch that... ...knowing sort of what was coming... ...was a bit of a letdown... ...but... ...if you watch the episode again... ...and again and again... ...which I might have done... ...when you get the revelation... ...as to what planet they're at... ...it is still... ...pretty jaw-dropping... ...when Mondas... ...pops up on the screen... Now, I get the feeling that there are, I mean, there are, there are viewers and there are Doctor Who viewers and that, it was just, it was just excitement. But it's also excitement mixed with sorrow when you see what poor, poor Bill is going through in that particular hospital. It had shades of the empty child and it had shades of, well, just darkness it was I mean there was just so many little touches that just made you sort of on edge because essentially it was a a hospital it looked like a burns unit and then you got the guy who just kept keying in pain, pain, pain 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 and all they do to ease his pain is turn the volume down it was when Bill got to the hospital and, and woke up well it was like watching a survival horror video game at any moment you expected something to leap out at you or the tone to shift or the lights to start flickering it was some of the most impressive cinematic horror that I've, I've seen for a while and it's no surprise that it's on the small screen, the small screen is the new big screen and when it came to, to the music pulling you in to, to the darkness and the gloom um, World Enough and Time has just had that in absolute abundance the idea, the sorry idea of Bill spending months, maybe years, watching the Doctor move at such a slow, s- slow pace. It was... It was pure science fiction. It was pure... Oh, it was just terrific. It was, it was just nice just to... Just to put... Just to watch that little glimpse and the way it switched from back to forth, back to forth. So that you'd get the Doctor and he'd freeze in a moment and then you would have a little play out with Bill and then it would go back to the Doctor and then it would all start again little nods in this episode, Venusian Martian Art Martial Arts um, I like to think that uh, as soon as that happened the late great John Pertwee probably peeked over a cloud and raised a glass to Peter Capaldi the way that Bill's lifespan has been extended Um, the way that the Doctor reacts knowing that he's losing so much time Um, I guess if you're going to be a companion of the Doctor's you're going to spend a lot of time waiting I mean Jack, Amy, Clara, Rory I guess that's the ultimate price of travelling with a Time Lord. It's not the turned into Cyberman. It's it's time itself, which is the enemy. Oh, I didn't mean to go all deep here. Whew. Um, out of five Tardises, this is five, and this this is the the scariest Doctor Who episode I've I've seen. I know I've said that before, but this was was genuinely genuinely terrifying in places the dark the the hospital the the treatment center and the realization <sighs> wonder what part two 's going to bring anyway let 's move on to something rather jolly shall we and uh, that something rather jolly is a welcoming growly bear now if you listen to um, If you listen to any of the other Galactic Network shows Then you'll know that Growly Bear is a regular commentator Uh, Indeed, Growly's been following the, uh, the show for quite some time now And we'd like to welcome him finally as a partner Hey there, Growly Many thanks for becoming a partner If you have anything to add You know how to contact us all If you don't Well, after the Alien Invasion promo I'll give you a hint Is that okay? Excellent Do you believe that there's intelligent life somewhere out there? That maybe extraterrestrial beings have already visited the Earth? Are you a fan of movies or TV shows like Star Trek or Alien? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then you may also like the Alien Invasion podcast. On every episode, we talk about the latest ET-related news, report on a recent sighting, and make some alien-themed entertainment picks. Subscribe, download, and listen from where you get podcasts. Or by going to gncasts.com slash aliens. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s dot slash aliens. Many thanks for downloading this podcast from the Galactic Network. We have so much to offer. Maybe it's Horror or adventure gaming? Perhaps you just like to listen to a couple of nerds geeking out. Well, if that's the case, then visit gncasts.com. That's g-n-c-a-s-t-s.com, and have a good poke around. You'll be surprised what you find. Maybe you'd like to chat to the hosts. If so, then why not sign up to our Slack channel? or simply you want to tell us what a great job we're doing that's gncasts.com let's do the news okay ladies and gentlemen rejoice no 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 when i say rejoice i want i want whooping i want dancing okay We'll do it again. Ladies and gentlemen, rejoice. That's much better. Well done. Because the finale, the final show, is going to be over 60 minutes long. And I think that's 60 UK minutes rather than advert breaks. So, Lord knows how that's going to be on BBC America. It's probably about three hours, I reckon. Only kidding, guys. But still, isn't that good news? I know for a fact that we're going to get interaction between Missy and the Master. I know for a fact that they're cramming in pretty much every Cyberman they can possibly think of. And I know for a fact that it's going to, well, it's probably going to make us cry. Anyway, enough doom and gloom. We've had enough of that at the start of the show. Let's just ask a question. Can Time Lords change gender? Well... Unequivocally, yes! I mean, as we've seen the Doctor's female frenemy, Missy, used to be the master. And in the Series 9 finale, we actually witnessed a Gallifreyan transform from an old, bald man to a young woman, with hair! So, has the Doctor ever been female? Well, that's another question entirely. I mean, we've had a lot of suggestions in uh, recent Doctor Who history that he may have been. So, what do you think? Has the Doctor ever been female? Jury's out. Now, with all the excitement in this week's episode of Doctor Who, you know, creepy Cybermen, John Simms' return with generation at the very start the apparent death of Pearl Mackie you'd be forgiven for not noticing some subtle hints about what's to come in the final days of Peter Capaldi's Twelfth Doctor and we reckon This hint could suggest what awaits the Doctor in the Christmas special. You see, the episode's spine-tingling opening scenes, which appears to see the Doctor regenerate at a future point in the series, appears to be a callback from a very classic story from the original series. That story is The Tenth Planet, which featured the very first changeover between incarnations of the Doctor as ailing actor... Bill Hartnell Handed over to Patrick Troughton The Tenth Planet Hmm Does anyone know What that is? Mondas Nice work I'm uh, I'm not normally That up for a bit Of fan pleasing But nice work Mr Moffat We'll be back With a new story In just A moment If you enjoy Sci-fi Aliens, horror films, Doctor Who, gaming, comic books, the paranormal, weird things and more, then please consider becoming a partner with us by going to gncasts.com support and then clicking on the Patreon link. We feel that you're not just a listener, a viewer, a reader or a follower. When supporting us, you're investing with your hard-earned cash. So we consider you a partner. Hey, we're in this together become a partner plus and get your name mentioned on our shows or partner pro and have us read your messages whatever they may be again go to gncasts.com support and click on the patreon link to become a partner with the galactic network so the final story It's one I've already alluded to. It's the bit where Missy steps out. I am the mysterious adventurer in all of time and space, known only as Doctor Who. Yes, that's how Missy introduces herself in the latest episode, World Enough and Time. Now she's play-acting as the Doctor on a rescue mission, but insists it's his real name. I grew up with him, and it's his real name. His real name is Doctor Who. He chose it himself, you know, trying to sound mysterious, and then he dropped the who when he realised it was a tiny bit on the nose. The doctor cuts in, Bill, she's just trying to wind you up. She's just trying to wind us up. Something tells me it's Stephen Moffat who's trying to uh, rise us up. You see, I can't even speak. That's how much I was wound up. That actual line almost threw the entire episode for me. If it 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 happened at any other time, it would have been a bust. However, that flippancy at the beginning saved this episode, and the Radio Times have a nice little write-up about it. And I'm sure it was designed to infuriate people like me. Still, give a read of the article and tell me what you think. Now, before I go, I should mention the Galactic Network, as far as I'm aware, is still after a social media guru. This is someone who can come in help us uh, with our social media. You know, Facebook, Google+, Instagram, this, that, the other, Snapchat. Snapchat? Do we Snapchat anyone? I don't know. You see, because I'm not a social media manager, I have no idea where we push out our content to and how we tell people about what we're into. And that's why we're after one. You become a part of our team. And as all members of our team will attest, we don't get paid. We plough all our money back in. So if you want to be part of a team, part of a social media management role, and you're happy to accept the same pay that I accept for producing this podcast, then why not drop Dave? Uh, a message. You can find all our contact links, as you know, on gncasts.com. You can tweet at us, mail us, voice message us. Um, I'm fairly certain, yeah, you can stand on top of a large hill and just shout, and Matt Stein will hear you. So there's a few options there for you. Hope you get in touch soon. I'll be back next week with the last episode of series 10.